Three. Three. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) On this episode of Art of the Short, Lil Shorty, Jory reads you a story where the charms of Florida grab you by the balls as our narrator shares their experience with the balmy beast. A walk down memory lane, one could say, with an ending you won't want to miss. We'd like to remind you that all episodes of Art of the Short contain explicit content and that a link to this week's short story will be provided in the show notes just for you. Art of the Short is an interactive literary art installation. Our little shorty episodes feature the not-so-known storytellers, where Jory and Bethers read a short story by you. And, of course, we're going to make art of our interpretations. Join the conversation and send us your artwork to add to the gallery. To learn how, go to artoftheshort.com and follow the installation on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Short to see what others think of this short story through their art. Jory. Hello. Hi. I'd love to welcome you. To I would love to welcome you. Art of the short. To art of the motherfucking short. A little shorty. You know what we got right here? We got a little shorty. We have a little shorty. And I'm so excited for this little shorty. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Oh, I'm very excited to talk about it. And I'm really excited to talk about my art. How was your art? I was nervous. I was anxious. I was procrastinating. I was worried about you, dear listener. And (laughs) anyhow, um, when it came time. It is nervous making, though. I felt the same way. Of course, because there's real people out there that are going to see it. I would agree. I had a vision. I executed. I feel really good about it. And I feel like (laughs) saying I had a vision and and it might have been like, Mm. I'm going to make a real grand <laughs> statement here. <laughs> it might have been divine. A divine. You guys, dear listeners, she's looking up to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> to Bethany's point, I was like, I got to do something pretty <laughs> rad here. Just like really step up my game of like sketches that I've been doing before. So <laughs> we'd like to address that. There is a little bit of Chinese language spelled out for us yes, here in thank Pinyin. You. Yeah. So uh, I think Jory's going to have me play the role of four-year-old boy. Little Screaming brother. boy. Yeah. <laughs> little brother. Little so brother. So please forgive my tones and my accent, and I'll just do my very best. Okay? We're all, we're all friends here. Yes. Exactly. Jory, are you going to read me a story? Holy shit. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> This week's short story is by Stephanie Yu. Currently based in Los Angeles, her work has been featured in Bowl Men's Magazine, Eclectica, Phoebe Journal, X-Ray, and many other places. Stephanie dabbles in paper mache, has a real soft spot for pork roll sandwiches, and if you want to know more about Stephanie and her work, go get on her socials at STFU underscore Stephanie. Featured on Hobart Literary Journal, this is A Matter of Survival by Stephanie Yu. One. You are six and your brother is four. The sun is so bright compared to the lush New Jersey canopy you're accustomed to. It makes the world appear technicolored and elongated. You go through, it's a small world, 
And something about the unease of Florida burrows deep inside you then. The mechanical theater makes you feel hollow and alone. Not a human soul around, aside from your brother screaming, Well, yeah, why Over and over, as the water surrounds you, easing the mechanical boat off its mechanical track. Two, you are on a Habitat for Humanity build trip for spring break in Fort Lauderdale. You had been the president of your chapter in high school, so joining the college initiative seemed like a natural progression. The students who sign up are a mix of pseudo-Christian nerds majoring in engineering and fraternity bros listening to the killer's Mr. Brightside on repeat. One of them tells you a story about a girl who tried giving him a blowjob by literally blowing on his cock. Uh, you get a cock in a sentence and I just start laughing. Like you I can't not do like it. like D from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> Okay. One of them tells you a story about a girl who tried giving him a blowjob by literally blowing on his cock. And you laugh with all your teeth like you know any better. You are all made to sleep on the floor of a church multipurpose room with about 20 other university youth groups. There are only three bathroom stalls. Predictably, the toilet paper runs out. One of the frat bros threatens to book a hotel nearby for him and his stoic girlfriend. You had only ever used your credit card to buy textbooks, so the concept of buying your way out of a shitty situation is novel to you. That you don't have to bear sleeping under the tent of your damp bath towel, catching the waft of other people's turds. In the morning, prayer circles have sprung up outside the church like fungi. Secular being the general vibe of your group, you all snigger at those bowing their heads and clasping their hands together in expiation, an intimacy you don't even share with your own family. You build houses, but don't have any of the proper tools. The homes go up, crooked, hung together by mismatched nails. One of the group's leaders, with a box beard and a receding hairline, thinks it's fun to drive the back way to the building site, which is torn up with potholes. He takes them at full speed, and the car bounces in the air like a jet ski skimming the tepid Florida ocean. Some of the people are scared, but to you, it's exhilarating. Your seatmate looks like he's about to vomit. You grab his hand. Your eyes meet and your teeth rattle and clink together. Three, you are meeting your now boyfriend's family for the first time. They literally live on a golf course. There is netting surrounding the back of the house to prevent balls from penetrating the glass windows. The spongy permaturf of West Palm Beach smells loamy and rich with pesticides. The house's shutters are seafoam green. The reason they've moved from Schenectady is his father, who crushed the top two vertebrae in his neck a decade ago in a freak boogie boarding accident and can no longer stand the cold. He moves around by blowing through a straw and speaks like he has something pressed against his chest. 
you bought him a coffee table book about Paris as a host gift, which is a terrible idea as he can't use his hands. He is still gracious about it, which makes it all worse. You sleep in the guest room where your boyfriend's mother keeps her doll collection in glass cases with a mirrored backsplash. About half the room is taken up by this display case and the other half by container store storage units holding more dolls in more boxes. She acknowledges that this is creepy, but doing so doesn't make it any less so. You dream about her coming in while you're sleeping to brush out their hair. Your boyfriend grills swordfish steaks and peaches, but adds no seasoning. You all eat together in the muggy back porch, impervious to golf balls. You drink out of enormous plastic tumblers embossed in patterns of ocean waves. Every time you take a sip, you feel like the drink will come spilling out from the sides. You learn they are meant to be this way, to contain ice but eradicate condensation. When you open the screen door to excuse yourself to the bathroom, the air conditioning hits you from above and you feel very small. You are wearing a terry cloth skirt that your boyfriend had picked out for you. It's the color of toilet bowl cleaner. One night, they decide to order Chinese takeout from their usual place, Golden Dragon. When the delivery woman arrives, she looks at you and smiles, lingers, bows slightly in your direction. You nod, but don't say anything like you're being held hostage. Your boyfriend's mother makes the comment that they've never done that before in all the time they've ordered from there. You think about the geisha doll she has in the guest room. Porcelain face, painted on lips, eyes penetrating you from behind the cellophane. Four. The last time you are in Florida is for a wedding. You decide to go for a hike in the nature preserve behind the venue, a golf resort, naturally. You need to escape the decor that your brother says looks like the ending from Scarface. The trees are full of animals and their exhalations ring in your ears. The mud puckers around the satin of your shoes. In all the times you've been to Florida, you've never understood the barbarity of it. How the vastness of its churches and the sterility of its homes is a rebellion against the wildlife that lies in its wake. Crawls out from the swamp, drags you through the mud, stings you at the ankles, and watches you writhe, your feet getting tangled in a veil that, as it turns out, is far too long. Art of the short. Art of the short. (laughs) Stephanie, you, my goodness, that ending. Can't wait to see the art. Can't wait to see the art. Jumping in, and I'm going to look at your art right now. Oh my God, Jory. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that you used the text as part of your art. I did. I did. So Bethany printed out the story literally added her art to the story so you see the text in the background and on the top part is that an orchid dude i'll tell you what it is it's the ghost orchid the most rare flower in the whole world (laughs) (laughs) and then on the lower portion there's an alligator 
crocodile alligator yeah it looks like a friendly crocodile he's a little too friendly yeah he's a little too friendly let's hang out (laughs) let's go to the beach i might have used a guide called like alligators for kids or something crocodiles for kids (laughs) you might have (laughs) you can check my google history when i think about florida and when i think about the dangerous swamps there's one thing that's burned into my brain and i gotta tell you it's that nick cage on nick cage performance adaptation the film yeah and it's about this man's pursuit of the ghost orchid yes when she's describing the final scene i'm just i just have images from that film you know, running through my mind. Yeah. And so I, I just said, let me get some eyes on this ghost orchid. Let me see what it looks like. And to my delight and surprise, it looks kind of like a long veil. It does. It and does. she didn't even introduce the crocodile. Yeah. This was a surprise ending. You don't see it coming. She's dead, right? Oh, I don't know. I love the idea that she's pulling this drama that you just don't see coming. Like I, I'm obsessed with that idea. Yeah. I'm inclined to read it that way even if it's not supposed to be yeah for me I was just thinking about like like I loved the emphasis on like all the hypocritical truths mm-hmm. all of like the stuff that's like nestled and cozy under the hood type shit that like oh yeah that's always there in like a yes. seemingly yes. positive experience <laughs> I just loved it oh my god look at this <laughs> So we've got like this gorgeous, bright, peachy background and we have a cross. It's a cross filled with Florida animals, you guys. We got a turtle, we got an iguana, we got a jellyfish. While I was doing this, I was like, this might be someone's tattoo. Like, you know, people that get like the religious tattoos, like the giant cross with like an eagle behind it or something. This is like a Floridian's like love for Florida, love for the Christian. Yeah. I ran out of time and I wanted to do like, you know how people get the oval tattoos? So it's like everything's in a picture frame type oval. I wanted to do like palm trees and like clouds and a sunset to make it like even more like kind of kitschy, tacky, but like something someone would put on their body. This is a little bit more um, classy. Well, I don't know about that, (laughs) but... This is classy Florida. That was my inspiration. It's her talking about nature and the Christian churches there that are taking over Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. uh, preach one thing while doing something terrible. Stephanie Yu, the ending is so good. (laughs) 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 On the next episode of Art of the Short, we'll be reading Beyond Lies the Whoop by Philip K. Dick. As always, a free link to the short story is in our show notes for you. Join the conversation and send us your artwork. Again, to learn how, go to artoftheshort.com and follow the installation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Art of the Short. All right, Bethany, bye. I love you so much and bye. Thank you. That was a pleasure. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuckity, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck. One night, they decide to order Chinese takeout. Why am I saying Chinese so weird? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) This is so comical that I can't do this. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) You can do it. You can do it. Oh, my God. We literally have four sentences left, and I'm like, I'm so clammy. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sorry. Been to Florida. Been to Florida. I'm so sorry. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. (laughs)